Welcome back to the New Age Music Promo Podcast. I am your host, Ryan. Jim Jones. Brat. Oh my god. Sorry, I just watched I just watched a bunch of Jaren's video drops and he does that all the time. <laughs> book, book. That's incredible. Uh today we're gonna talk about the current landscape and the constant argument of albums versus singles and what we think that you should do and the best approach to take that. Uh, Jim, I'll let you start. Where do you stand on, stand on that topic? So I don't even think it's a constant argument. I think it's an argument that's already been won. Um, uh, and when I was having this conversation with another individual yesterday, um, they were giving success stories of um, the single avenue and success stories of the album avenue. And I had to immediately interrupt and, and just basically say like, that's great that there are success stories out there for the albums, but I think the success stories for the singles outweigh the album success story. Like it's not even in the same ballpark. It's not, it's not even in the same conversation. If you are an up and let's just get straight to it. If you are an up and coming artist, your goal should be to release as much content as you, po as you possibly can consistently based upon the guidelines that are proven, it's called the blueprint, by these platforms. It's, it's kind of like saying, um, there's a metaphor for you. Instagram comes out and says, we want everything that you post to be reels because we're trying to compete with TikTok and YouTube shorts. And you say, I'm not gonna do that. I'm only gonna post still images to my grid. Like, hold up. You're not gonna evolve with the times. Right. Everybody and their brother is posting reels. And yeah, you may feel a certain way about being a part of the trend or being a part of the masses, but that's just the way that things work. Yep. It's how the industry works. It's how social media works. And if you're only going to partake in two of the three options out there and you're going to do, if we're going to rank them, let's say real stories grid, if those are, if that's the order, that's the pecking order of the relevance, and you're not going to really partake in the reels portion of it, then you're kind of cutting off one of your own legs. Facts. So um, I know that there are independent success stories on the album side of things. I think some of the references were Currency and um, Larry June. I'm sure there are way more out there on the independent level that you could utilize or use as a success story. But I would argue that those people probably have budgets and money that they're putting behind these projects. And I'll tell you from firsthand experience, working with Currency on his last project with Alchemist, they had a video for every single single on that project. I don't even know how many songs were on the project, but if it's just the blanket argument, like I can be successful by dropping an album, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. Because right. you're, there's so many things that you're missing from the equation to make that a success. The machine behind you, whether or not that's a label, independent or major, the distribution, independent or major, your own money, your own bread, 
in advance. Like there's 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 things there that you you you're, have to come along with it, or you just have to be the size of Beyonce or Eminem and drop an album, surprise album on people that because right. you have you, you've gained a level of notoriety and success that people are going to listen regardless. Yeah, and I I think like with like the currency, currency's been around forever, so you're going to naturally have a fan base existing already because he's been in major label projects or he's had major label co-signs so he's going to have an introductory to that fan base anyways larry june i don't know that much about but situations like that where if you have an existing fan base you may have a little bit more leverage to drop an album yeah and i mean just looking at currency on spotify he's only got three million monthly listeners and i don't say only as if that's a negative thing i'm just saying i would expect someone who wants to drop an album to have more than that that would be my and, and and I don't, I also don't want to, I'm, I'm not arguing against a collective work. I'm not arguing against that. I'm 38. I grew up listening to albums. I love the, I love the cohesiveness of a well put together project, but it's almost like, um, here's another metaphor reference. It's almost like how streaming television worked. They uh, are, are week by week schedule. You tuned in every week because yep. you knew this was coming out. Um, and I think that the TV is kind of different because when they were giving us the streaming stuff and to get you sucked into their platform, they were giving you the full seasons right away, which is why they called it considered a binging. But albums don't have the same thing. No. There's way more music out there than there is television or uh, streaming options. There's way more music. Right. So to sit down and binge your favorite 10 or 12, 12 episode show is totally different. There's visual stimulation. There's a lot of things going on. Audio is, you're lacking the visual component of the release. So again, not against albums. I'm not against collective work, but in the instance of how the game is played right now, um, especially from a playlisting standpoint, a release radar standpoint, dropping more songs that have not already hit the street is not the best decision. So if you want to chime in on the release radar stuff, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say too, is like, like when you said the MTV, like when you're releasing individual singles versus an album, you can release the whole album as singles and still put it out as a collective piece of work. There's no reason to put it out all at once when there is a streaming. Plus you got to look at the, when it comes to the trends, you got to look at his like, the trend isn't TikTok. The trend isn't Instagram. The trends are what's happening on those apps. So you don't have to contribute to the trend by just posting on those apps. You got to look at it as just an evolution of the times. Back in the day, there was just radio. So you had to have your music on radio to be heard. Then there was music videos with MTV. Your music wasn't getting heard if it wasn't being seen on those pla on on like an MTV. Then there was YouTube. Your music had to be on YouTube. So you're not adapting to the trends by just putting your music in the places where people listen to music. You're only adapting to a trend if you follow the same exact formula or whatever people are doing on TikTok. So I think a lot of artists need to get out of that mind state. Or just, I'm following the trend. The trend isn't the app. The trend is the trends on the app. Right. So I think you get out of that mind state, first of all. And then secondly... Yes, you do have the release radar benefit by 
releasing one at a time. But if the goal for an album is to have it be cohesive, literally release the album in order. Do if you're doing a 12 track ad- album, put the album out in December. Start with your first track in January. Run promo on that first track, that intro track, all of January. Second month, February, do track two. Do all of it so that way you're still putting out an album. You're still getting that satisfaction and you're putting out that full piece of work into the world, but you're giving every single track more time to breathe. Plus, I'm pretty sure whenever we release stuff, doesn't it ask you if this is a part of a, a, a work or part of an album? Doesn't it prompt you to, to do that? Yes. So if because you do- then when you Because then when you actually release it, all of the, the, the previous stats they uh, they accumulate and they'll account towards charting go towards sound scan all those big things that you want if your big plan is to release four singles and then drop a 10 12 14 track album that has six eight ten additional songs that nobody's heard because you are in the mindset of this is an album you're going to have six ten or six eight ten songs that are going to have shit streaming yep because they won't hit the release radar. You could literally go through an, any any artist Spotify and, and see which songs have the highest numbers. And it doesn't have to be a song with a massive primary. It could be a song that you just focused on as a single. So I think it's a waste of music, honestly, to do that. And I think part of, part of uh, the challenge from an artist perspective is that they're inside their head a lot about what they feel is, is what's best for their art. Okay, I got no beef with that. Right. You, you feel a certain way about it. But there's a reason why distri- distributors advise this. This is what they do as a fucking career. This is, this is their job. So if they're advising you, this is the best way to release something. Let the people who are good at business, let the people who are good at releasing be the ones to make sure that your art is heard in the largest capacity possible. Right. And I think too, artists always want to, artists want to create, bask in the moment, and then move on to the next. Yes. And I got no problem with that either. Dude, I think Demerick, I don't know the official numbers, but I'm pretty sure Demerick is two years ahead. Yeah. That's how, much mu- that's how much music he has. That's fantastic. Yeah. He can create... And sure, here's the dope thing. If something bigger, better comes along, where if he has the opportunity to do something with serial killers, with Be Real and Exhibit, that will that will immediately stop the solo train of Demerick and become the, pro- the, the primary thing that we're doing at the moment. Right. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have a tank full of shit ready to go. So if you're an artist that wants to do multiple releases in a year, that's fantastic. Yeah. If you're if you're motivated to create, that's fantastic. But three albums, two, three albums in a year, 30, 40, 50 songs, you're talking 75, 80% of that is going to be the lowest stream stuff on your release. And that is, I don't think from anybody's perspective, acceptable. No, it's a waste of your creativity. Like one method that I use is I have my next 18 months planned out, but that doesn't mean that those dates are set in stone. So with release radar, you only need it three to four weeks ahead of time to get a proper time for pitching. So I'll put my next two months out. And then if I create something better within that time, I'll bump something back and bump something up. So if or you, if you have, get a big feature, 
you get a big feature. Right, exactly. So if you have like your next few things laid out and you're like, I want to release it in this schedule, that's cool. Maybe bump something, bump something back. And then you, especially if you're an independent artist, you're probably starting at ground level. And I think Russ said this too, is like you release however frequently you're releasing, whether that's one time a month, two times a month. I think I would, I would stop it two times a month. I don't think I would do the song a week anymore, but I would do two times a month and then bump things here, bump things there. And then you have that much shit in the cult in, in the vault. So that way something finally starts popping for you. You have a momentum wave and then you have your debut album ready to go. So you have content that's just prepared. And then say you do get in the creative mind space for, like you said, an album and, and you want this project to come out as a whole. You want it to be heard front to back. There, like I said, there's no reason that you can't put them out individually. And then that pro- project still exists for the rest of the time after for eternity in the form of that project of an album. Yep. And then like a lot of the diehard music fans, you go, if you're an artist, m- most likely you got into music because you are a diehard fan of music and you are a diehard fan of certain artists, and your favorite part about your favorite songs is what an artist said about that song. So you allow yourself the position to create self-interviews, self-content, self-notes around that song to build the hype around it before it comes out, and then you have little pieces of, well, this is what this song's about, and then the people who are attached to you as your brand are that much more attached to the album. Nope. So I think it's, you're, just, you're just shooting yourself in the foot if you're putting everything out at once. I would agree. I'm not even mad like I was yesterday. I would agree. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, there's, it, it, it's, it's, it's cut and dry. I think really, it's almost like, as fucking for sure as gravity. Yeah, like if you're not if you're not Kendrick Lamar, put out singles. If you're not Kendrick, J Cole, M, Beyonce, J. Who else? Who else could sneak drop an album? Or Drake. Drake, yeah. Front load two singles and then drop a successful album. Yeah. So, and then another thing that's a, a, about the albums too, like if you distribute with us, I don't, I know DistroKid doesn't do it. I don't know. I don't think CD Baby does. And I don't know about TuneCore. I've never used TuneCore. But when you're, if you're using New Age, because we go through the orchard, you have the ability to do a trickle release where on your Apple Music, the first song will pop up. Like, the, your track list will highlight, and it'll just say, okay, now this song's available. Now the next song's available. Like, the trickle release, like the majors do. You you have the ability to do that through the Orchard platform when you distribute through us. So that's just another reason for you guys to come on over. Yeah, I forgot this was a New Age podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> you just got in your little lone zone, and I'm like, oh, yeah, let me let me push the product right quick. No, no, that's a great, that's a great example right there. We do the, what is it? 79.99 a month for unlimited releases. Yeah. And you know, Ryan here is at your disposal to, to switch things around and do trickle releases and all that good shit. But we suggest it's, it's actually why we took an album. We took the album off as a, as an option. We're not even, we're not interested in albums. Yeah. It's like we're, we're interested in cohesive projects. Yes. That release however you want it. And it gets to the finish line but if it's hey we're going to release an album with you we're going to do one single then we're going to release a 10 track album you should probably go do that somewhere else because we're not interested in that right and it's our, our goal is to help you guys have successful music careers so us giving you the tips and insight of how to do that just 
take it and run with it and elevate it. Um, something else that's completely unrelated and off topic, off topic, but I remember oh, in, topic. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk today, apparently. But it was with the uh, free ways of advertising. One method that I forgot that I wanted to jump back in and tell people before we wrap this one is Pandora. Um, this has been a huge one for me and a few other people that I know. Pandora has a marketing platform. It's called Pandora AMP. And if you log in there and you, any of your songs that have been released within the past year have more than 10 seven-day plays, Pandora actually allows you to run a free campaign on those songs. So you set up a free campaign on your Pandora to that song that's been played more than 10 times in the past seven days, and they will start playing that song in rotation on, like, their computers will analyze BPM, tones, keys, and similar artists, and they'll start recommending that song on the similar artists as a featured track. And the more thumbs up you get on it, the more people it's going to recommend it to. That's pretty fire. Yeah, it's it's a dope thing. Uh, it, I've seen it increase my Shazams and it. I've seen it translate to the other platforms too, because whether people believe it or not, Pandora really is still a discovery platform. I mean, they used to be the biggest platform on planet earth until Spotify knocked them off that ledge. Right. Yeah. That's, that's been a crazy one for me. I think it's, it got, it's gotten a few of my tracks, 750,000 plus plays on Pandora just through that campaign. And it's a free campaign. Shit. Yeah. Well, all right. You're like, well, I'm going to have to go look into that one now. I mean, I have a bunch of music I need to re-release. <laughs> um, but outside of that, I don't think I have anything else for today. Do you? Mm, I don't think so. We can cut this out or keep it in. Um, there's something I wanted to ask you, but it was part of the brainstorming thing. Um, and maybe this can put a bug in listeners' ears is I think we should start a referral program where if you guys, if they bring their friends over, you use a promo code and maybe they get like 25% off of one of the marketing packages. I'm down with that. So we have to figure out what that promo code is and you guys listening, stay tuned for that. We'll release more of that info as it comes. Yep. No, that's a good idea. Cool. Alrighty. Well, until next week. We'll see you guys. I don't know what Jim's eating over there, but it's making me hungry. Just a bunch of uh, mints. So your breath stinks. Got it. All right. We'll catch no, you guys just, next week. They're just in front of me, asshole. <laughs>